This is the Social Savvy Geek Show with Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. Thank you for tuning in to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're catching the live show or replay, thank you for listening. I'm Laura Pensatencio, and last show I talked about how to choose the best channels to build your engaged community. Today, we will be talking about setting yourself up up for success with systems and staffing. We'll cover the importance of setting expectations and having the tools in place to train and hire. Side note, when I named my business Social Savvy Geek, I was not anticipating at that time podcasting or radio broadcasting. And um, fun fact, I was in speech therapy for years to get rid of this lisp, and sometimes it will come out. And uh, (laughs) just like, yep, I did that to myself. Look at me go. All right. So we all want to build our businesses, right? However, with this growth comes more work. And then you're in this place of, oh, man, I have so many things to do. I think it's time to hire someone. And that's a good place to be. But before you hire anyone, you should make sure you're able to set them up for success as well. The last thing you want to do is hire someone and then give them tasks and they don't know what to do and it just makes everybody a little bit crazy. So before you hire someone, ask yourself some questions. For example, what does the onboarding process look like within your company? How do you want your workflow workflow to go? What items are you willing to train on and what do you need help doing? So if you don't have any documented systems in place and it's all in your head, not only is it harder for someone else to learn the task that you need them to do, it's hard on you. Uh, You need help and then you get the help and then the help isn't helping because you don't know how to train them to do what you need them to do. So your expectations, if they're not set properly, then you'll get stuck in doing all this work over again, and it actually becomes more work than if you hadn't hired help, which is why a lot of people skip this step. I'm pretty sure that's not what you intended when you decided that you wanted to hire someone. So originally, I thought it would be fairly easy to hire someone. I was a hiring manager for movie theaters and restaurants, and I was the person who interviewed, I hired, I trained, I was in charge of staffing and all the HR back office stuff. Um, There were systems and processes in place for that, and I took that for granted when I tried to hire for my own company. I thought, I can do this, I've done this before. Firstly, it's different when it's for you because it's your stuff, it matters so much more when it's your livelihood and other people are depending on you for their income and you're in charge of providing that for them, it's a huge responsibility. So when a hiring mistake could cost one of your other valued employees a position, it just, it it becomes more difficult mentally. Um, But then also, once you get out of your head, it physically takes time to train these people and Again, with the big companies, they already have operations manuals and systems in place, and you know exactly what tasks these people are in charge of. There's job descriptions. Everything is laid out for you. When it's your own company, guess what? You have to come up with that stuff and have it prepared before you bring someone in. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence-Tencio. You can download your free copy of the Tool Roundup from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and follow me on Twitter at Social Savvy Geek. 
So today we're talking about the value of having systems in place when it's time to hire someone to help you with all the amazing work that you're putting out into the world. Now that you know you need to hire a VA or project manager, it's time to figure out your systems. So get it all out of your head and document this stuff. You got to put your standards in place, decide how you want to train your person and let them know exactly what the expectations are. It is not fair to hire someone and not tell them what it is you require of them. So I've got a few tips about getting it all, all out of your head and into a documented process. One is use a recording tool. Record what you're doing and talk out loud while you're doing it. That way you have a video library that they can refer to and it answers a lot of questions up front. A second thing you can do is take screenshots of your computer screen while you're doing your work and then annotate it, like put little notes on there. And then they have a document where they don't have to watch an entire half hour video. They could just breeze through and see the parts where they're stuck. And then the third thing you can do is get some project management software and make sure that every single project is in there and then every task is assigned to the right person. And that's, that's the end of that. Once they have the task, they know what they're doing. And then the documentation you've just made lets them know how to do the task. And you won't know which tasks you need more information on until you get to it. So go ahead and document everything as you go. And then when someone says, oh, I don't know how to get from A to C, what happened to B, go back and document that piece. You're not going to get this all exactly right the first time. However, you have to start somewhere. So start this process and then you can fill in the gaps as you find them. It's a lot like launching with your marketing. You go through, you make your plans and you outline all your content and then you figure out halfway through the launch, uh, we missed one thing. Great. Well, get it done and you won't miss it next time because you're putting it in your project management. So social media posting is something that a lot of people want to outsource. I, I had to communicate with a new employee about how I wanted my existing uh, post to go out. I created the content and they were just in charge of posting the content and then also of curating content, meaning finding other valuable things from a list of sources and sharing that out. And I gave her the list of the logins and the passwords and all the stuff and everything I thought just to get it done. And then a week later, I checked back in and she was a remote employee and um, nothing was done. So I'm like, um, where's the work? She hadn't done anything. And she's like, well, I don't remember what we talked about when we trained because we actually sat down and I showed her everything physically in person. Like, here's what you do. Here's, here's how it goes. And she just didn't remember. Fair enough. So we did a Zoom meeting and we recorded it. So we went through all the processes again. I also put them into project management software with task and task and task and task. Another week went by, nothing was done. And then I'm like, so if you have questions, you need to ask them. You can't just wait and not do anything and then expect that I'm going to know that you haven't scheduled this stuff to go out. I mean, I noticed when the post was supposed to go out, it didn't go out, but I hadn't looked into the software. Um, so failure on my part to follow up because I was really busy and I assumed that the person that I hired and trained would know how to do what I asked them to do, which was not the case. And then also I realized I need self-motivated, self-starting people who are have the wherewithal to ask a question when they're stuck and let me know, oh, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and I need more help. I will give you all the help that you need, but you have to tell me that you need it. If I've already gone over something with you a few times and you say that you have it, I believe you. And I absolutely recognize that when I talk, I talk fast and I train fast and I, I do definitely tell people that 
Uh, I don't expect you to remember everything I'm telling you right now, but I want it to be familiar the next time we go through it. So I will repeat things multiple times, but be aware that there are people right now who will just sit there and wonder, and they will not ask you. So this is what I learned from my, my experience. And this was actually recent. This happened you know, this year. So I've, I've hired before. I've done this system before. I've trained before. And I still managed to uh, mess it up. So I did get a VA who was competent and can do all these things. I already had the training recorded from the other person. And this VA just took off with it and got it all done. It was perfect. And I'm like, oh, hallelujah. That was great. So you're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. You can find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. When we come back from this word from our sponsors, I'll share with you which systems you definitely need to have in place right when we get back. Mark your calendars, boys and girls. Social Media Day Denver is coming soon. Every year on June 30th, social media fans around the world come together each year to celebrate the myriad of ways in which social media has radically changed our lives for the better. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018. Collaborate with influencers, leaders, and dynamic speakers. Social Media Day Denver is a full-day conference full of recognized leaders in the social media industry, both locally and nationally. You don't want to miss out. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018, and receive exclusive insider social media knowledge, relevant and actionable content you can apply immediately into your business, make impactful connections and relationships for life, and meet and chat with the experts. This event is enlightening and fun for entrepreneurs and small business owners and anyone else who wants to be a part of this dynamic group of social media experts. Find out more at socialmediadaydenver.com. What is all the buzz about with Boost Biz Ed? Known for the past eight years as Boost Denver to their regulars, Boost Biz Ed Denver connects experienced business educators who have a heart to teach with brave and talented business owners who seek to learn new skills in a free-to-the-public format. By attending these Boost Power Sessions, small business owners and solopreneurs take away immediate, life-changing, actionable items that radically catapult their business trajectories. Please join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. That's downtown at the Spaces Ballpark location. See BoostBizEd.com for more details. With each Boost session you attend, you'll walk away empowered to apply specific action that will immediately improve your business. Who doesn't want to do that? Their speaker topics include leadership, sales, marketing, and other subjects vital to the success of any business. Boost Biz Ed attracts great people. Networking happens naturally here, before and after all Boost sessions. Again, join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. downtown at the Spaces Ballpark location. See BoostBizEd.com for more details. Now, back to the social savvy geek, Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio, and I'm sharing with you which systems are the most important to have in place before you hire someone. You can download your free tool roundup to help you decide which tools will work best for you. Visit the show notes at socialsavvygeek.com dot com forward slash podcast to get yours now. What makes a good system or process? You might be wondering. You definitely want to define this for yourself before hiring anyone. I can't tell you what is a good system or process for your business. You need to decide what is the outcome you need and what are the steps taken to get there. That is the system. So you need to document exactly how and when no matter what kind of system you're developing. You need the outcome, you need the how, and you need all the steps in the middle. 
For example, if you're doing your calendar, if a prospective client wants to schedule a one-on-one call or a meeting with you, how do they do it? Do you have a process or a system in place? What happens when someone says, I'd like to schedule a call with you? It's one of the easier things to put in place for yourself, and there's lots of applications out there to choose from. You've got Visita, Calendly, Acuity, things like that. Um, I use Visita. I love it. I've been using it for five years. I've told you before, my request for consultation went up dramatically when I started using it. It is not free, but it paid for itself immediately and continues to do so over time. You have to make a decision for yourself whether you want to use something that's free or you want to use something that's paid. And there's no right or wrong answer. That's what works for you. I prefer this one because it, people actually come back to me and say, I had a great experience. Your onboarding was so good. And I like that. And I'm very much willing to pay for it. So if someone says, I want to schedule with you in their in person, I can get out my iPhone or iPad and just put that right on in there. Or if they don't have their calendar with them, I can say, just go to the website and schedule an appointment directly from there. It syncs with my Google Calendar. So it, if I'm busy, it shows not available. And each particular service has uh, its own availability separate from anything else. So for example, if I have a workshop, it's only available at a specific time because that's when it is. If you want to do a discovery call, they're only available at certain times because I'm in control of my calendar and I highly suggest you take control of yours as well. So when people come in, it they can choose their own stuff. It's great. It's a wonderful system. And this is an example of a simple system you can get in place for your business. So this system, it also, it goes from soup to nuts. So basically I can accept payments through it. I think I've talked about that during the payment systems. And also... Um, it integrates with other things. It has a CRM and it depends on what level of services people are getting, what system I'll put them in. If they just want a discovery call, they go on this system, we have the call, they get their thank you. And then I'm not putting them into, for example, Infusionsoft. They're not going another level into a different system. And speaking of other systems, let's talk about email and I'm talking about an email service provider, which you will see abbreviated online as ESP. They don't mean extrasensory perception. They mean email service provider. So you need to have an email service in place. And I don't mean your personal email or your business email with your name. It's not Gmail. It's not Outlook. I'm talking about uh, Infusionsoft, ConvertKit, MailChimp, something that is providing a list building service for you in a database. You want to have it all in one place. The database is your number one most valuable asset in your business. It is the place that you have control of your communications with other people. If you get nothing else from my show, whenever you listen to it, please, your email database is where your money comes from. It, it's it's a saleable asset. It is the, the most valuable thing. So just cannot overemphasize enough that you really need to have an email system in place. Um, and again, there's a lot of marketing tools you can use. And they range from free to um, expensive. And it really depends on the level of your business and your needs, which one you should use. The three that I mentioned, um, MailChimp, ConvertKit, and Infusionsoft, use those for myself or my clients at different levels of business. If somebody's just starting out and they have no budget yet, then MailChimp has a, a free introductory and it can grow with you. Um, if you're a blogger, speaker, or author who's really trying to dive deep, uh, but you're relatively new, ConvertKit does wonders. Uh, and if you need like the Cadillac, the full service, full featured uh, 
tool that does more than just one thing than Infusionsoft. So um, I'm not going to get into details on that because everyone's uh, situation is different to them, but you can get into the insiders group and ask questions if you need to know where you are. Um, again, I use all three of these for myself or my clients in various ways, and they're all very good. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence-Tensio. You can download your free copy of the Tool Roundup from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and join us in the Social Savvy Geek Show Insiders group on Facebook. We've been talking about the various systems that are recommended to have in place before you hire someone. So another thing that's really important is your marketing scheduling. Like, what is that? It's knowing what you're going to say and when and knowing what what you're going to post and when. So I'm not talking about your marketing calendar. I'm talking more about your editorial calendar, your actual content. Where is it going and who's in charge of it? So you need a tool or system in place to help you plan this stuff in advance. You can't live on social media. You can't work and be on social media all the time. If you think I sit at my computer all day looking at Facebook and looking at Twitter, no. As a matter of fact, I check in on my email and I check in on my social media at various points throughout the day. I have that time blocked out in my calendar and you have to set a timer because that's a rabbit hole. You could go down there and not come up, but then you might feel busy, but you're not being productive and don't do that. So I've been using um, CoSchedule for many years and it allows me to schedule my post out in advance and I absolutely love it. I also use some other tools like Crowdfire to find uh, curated content on the fly, but for scheduled posting where I know here's my content calendar, here's my editorial calendar, this is what content needs to go out on this specific date, schedule it in advance using CoSchedule. We're also exploring Content Cal, which is a, a different option that you can look into. I'm not saying you have to use the tool that I'm using, but you need to have a tool. For your content creation, you plan that out in, in advance and you absolutely need to. So you have to plan your content and map out your message. And then if you wanna hear more about mapping that specifically, you can go back to season one, episode five, and I talk all about that. But I definitely recommend trying out a couple of different ways to see what works best for you. Uh, by using something you're comfortable with, you'll be able to teach someone else how to use it the way you want it to be used. And then, of course, as you're using it, you go in and record yourself and talk out loud about your system and your posting schedule. Because these tools have tutorials and they're amazing, but they're general. They're not specific to your case use. So you want to make sure you're documenting exactly the way you want this to be used because you don't want to sit someone down in front of the computer and just say, hey, go learn this tool. That's that's not being a good uh, employer. And uh, yeah, I probably learned that the hard way. <laughs> so you have to know your content process and your system. And then you'll be able to show your new hire exactly how to do what you need done. And it should include a list of topics and where you want to post things what platforms you're going to post on, and a posting schedule. So when you're hiring a virtual assistant, you could get a virtual assistant. You may or may not need a project manager. And then people say, okay, and now I'm confused. What's the difference between getting a virtual assistant as a helper or a project manager? project manager as a helper. So a virtual assistant is a great option, and it's quickly becoming a very desired position to fill. Um, 
when I first, very first started out my business, I was pretty much a glorified virtual assistant. I did marketing on behalf of people and I was not providing the strategy. I was just getting the stuff done. Um, so I think that virtual assistant is an absolutely amazing task and I have virtual assistants and love them. A project manager can be the person who is skilled in overseeing the planning and execution of specific projects. So typically what will happen is you'll have a project manager overseeing your virtual assistants. Now, if you use an outsourcing company, uh, often the virtual assistant will come with a project manager and you kind of get a twofer. It's great. So a virtual assistant is a highly skilled independent professional who works virtually or remotely. And that just means that they're not sitting next to you. That's the only thing that makes them different than a regular assistant. It's just that they're not sitting with you. A project manager is a person who is responsible for any project from the beginning to the end of the project. They take control of it. They see that the tasks are accomplished. They make sure that everything stays on task. And um, if anything gets stuck, they look in to see what are we missing, what happened that that didn't uh, get done, and they keep the project moving along and on uh, schedule, which is very important. So the VA joins a team to take a specific task off your plate, and you decide what what you want them to do, how many hours you want them to do it, whether it's going to be temporary or permanent position. And then a project manager comes on to manage the project. And that means they work within the time frame, map everything out. So to determine which one you need, you just look at what are literally what is your need for the project? Do you need someone to do a specific task? And you already have it scheduled out, and you know what it is and when it's going to be done. And then it's a virtual assistant. But if you have a project with a lot of moving pieces and you've hired a couple of people to help you, you might need a project management uh, or project manager to make sure that all of the, all the cats are herded. They're hurting the cats. That's what they're doing. <laughs> so I've used both uh, virtual assistants and project managers. And I highly recommend if you can do both to do both. Typically, when you're starting out, you're going to get a virtual assistant first. Um, again, to make sure that you give them the best chance of success, record your systems and processes before you bring this person on. Um, if you get an experienced project manager, one thing they can help you do is develop your systems and processes, but you need to let them know up front that you're in development and that you have a project goal and you have a project budget and a time frame, and you don't have all your systems and processes in place and make sure that they're aware and that they're capable of helping you develop those systems and processes. So it's not something that you innately have to know or that you need to be able to do by yourself, but you need to know, can I do it or not and get the appropriate help. There are tools available for recording your screen um, on the Mac. I use Movavi, you could also use ScreenFlow. Uh, if you're on a PC, you can use Camtasia. And then there, there's a tool available now where you can go click by click and record pictures as you click your mouse, it automatically clicks. And then you can go back and annotate that. And I have not used that, I just heard about it and now I can't remember the name of it. So I'm gonna have to look it up and link to it in the show notes because that sounded like something that I absolutely need to have, <laughs> but I don't have it yet. So there's always new developments and new systems and new tools. And if you're open to improvement, then you can be on the lookout or you can just listen. And as these things come around, I will make you aware of them so you can spend time doing whatever it is, is your genius. 
And then, of course, again, project, soft, project management software. We have been using Asana, and the reason we've been using that is that it's simple enough that I could get my team to buy into it. Before that, I was using Insightly, and I really love it, but it was more than my team wanted. Um, so we went to something that everybody could agree upon because actually using it is kind of vital to, to the success of the project. So we're currently using Asana and I'm looking for a little more features with repeatable tasks. But overall, it's a very good tool and it's very popular. Um, another option is Trello. Uh, it's very popular amongst my peers as well. So check them out and see what works for you. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence Tencio. I'm sharing with you how to set yourself up for success with systems and staffing. We will hear from special guest Chandler Rellen on systems for marketing and staffing after this word from our sponsors. I'm Jessica Edinger, CNBC. The Dow opened more than 100 points lower this morning. It's recovered a little bit. The Dow is down 68 points. The Nasdaq is one point higher. The S&P 500 is down five points. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says the global economy is recovering strongly for the first time in a decade. He says the central bank is in the process of gradually raising interest rates, reinforcing the forecast of rate increases this year. Investors are a little... A little skittish of that. This means you will pay more on any adjustable rate mortgages you have and credit card balances you carry, so be ready. Under Armour shares are soaring. They're up 17% right now. Its earnings beat what Wall Street was looking for as the company has been struggling lately. The British Open will return to the old course at St. Andrews in 2021 to celebrate its 150th anniversary. Golf fans know the championship was last there just three years ago. Jessica Edinger, C26. Larry Elder points out the rise in the president's approval rating. Trump's ratings are creeping up a little bit. Rasmussen has him at 49%. Macron in France in November was at 46%. Merkel, Germany in December, 38%. Trudeau, Canada, January of this year, 37%. My goodness. Those leaves must be racist. They must be xenophobes. They must be dictators. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Lars Larson at 10, on Money Talk, 1690 AM. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. If you're thinking about new windows for your home, there are three things you should look for. First, a good quality window. Second, an affordable price. And finally, a company that's going to stand behind those windows and warranties in Denver. That's Windows America. Hi, I'm Clyde with Windows America. Help us celebrate our 18th year helping Denver homeowners improve their homes. Call us at 303-920-0175 or go to our website, windowsam.com, and we're going to buy you dinner for two. Let us show you how easy it can be to get new windows. 
We now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pence Atencio, on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. Chandarellan brings over 10 years of expertise in business operations, marketing, and business development. He has a background in IT, software, and hospitality. His superpower is business development. His vast knowledge and firsthand experience with the ups and downs of business brings a dynamic go-to attitude to the table to tackle any task at hand, from setting up and building a business structure, managing staff and operations, to developing marketing strategies and growing business and nurturing lasting business relationships. He holds a BS degree in computer science and a minor in economics with a paralegal certification. Welcome, Chandra. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Laura, for the introduction and having me here with you today. I'm excited to have someone here who is, one, in Virginia, which I love, and also is a member of Mandy McEwen's Mod Girl Marketing Agency Insiders Group. We just love her. And so, Chander, tell me your ideal clients and then how you help them with their marketing systems. Okay, so I deal with many small businesses and somehow, over the past few years, I've actually grown a niche in um, the legal market. So I deal with attorneys, solo and small one to two um, attorney law offices. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, in order in order to be effective in your marketing, you need to understand that marketing is a process, yes. okay? and that process is your mar- That process is defined as your marketing system. Your marketing system again is a step by step process to implement your marketing plan. Mm-hmm. If you remember back in the day, you used to see commercials for shampoos on TV, and they used a very simple three-step process mm-hmm. um, called lather, rinse, repeat. Right. Now, your your marketing system is, again, as simple as that, a three-step process. Review, adjust, repeat. Yep. So what we do is we take your goals, and we build a plan around that, mm-hmm. and then we build the marketing system, which is this, again, step-by-step process, review, adjust, repeat, to make sure that we're doing things based on your goals, how far are we, is one strategy better than the other, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Absolutely. And I, of course, invited you on this show because your systems and processes are exactly what we're talking about today. And you work with attorneys, but you use similar systems and processes to to train incoming associates. So could you tell us some more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, law offices are guided by the bar association and their ethics rules. So that we have to build these sort of systems and these processes. One is, you know, the billing, the case management, and mm-hmm. all of these different things. So over time, what we've done is we've established these processes. So when a new associate comes in, we kind of hand them over this document, which, again, they will look at and they will use the the same three-step process, which is, again, review, adjust, repeat, Mm -hmm. based on, you know, their type of practice um, and things of that nature to make sure, hey, are they using the case management system correctly? Are they doing their clients correctly? Are they doing the necessary things to make sure that they don't miss any deadlines, um, case filings, and things of that nature? So, again, I can't stress enough, it's just a very simple three-step process review, adjust, repeat. The complexity in the marketing and in these things come when you're actually building out the plan. But the the system is very simple. It's always going to be this three-step process. Mm -hmm. And now you have a background in IT and hospitality and software, and you've actually developed tools to help people repeat processes. How did you know that this was your superpower? Well, you know, again, 
being in hospitality and being on the ground in some of these businesses that I've done in the past, I've come to realize, look, there's got to be an easier way to implement what the end result is going to be. It was complicated, you know, so we just simplified it. We said, look, there's, there's technology, um, things and trends and things that are coming about. How can we use that? If you look at today, you know, the new trends, artificial intelligence, how can we use that to simplify even some of these marketing systems and these processes mm-hmm. um, going forward? So that's kind of how we developed it. Uh, another big thing is, you know, we looked at it from the perspective, we look at businesses the way an IT person looks at, you know, a, a technical problem. Mm-hmm. Let's let's look at it. Okay, so what is the first thing typically a, a person, a IT person, you call help desk? They say, did you power down, did you power cycle, did you do, you know, the basics? So we uh. kind of use that process and go back to the basics. Hey, let's power cycle this. Let's pull the plugs on this marketing plan. Let's start it over. Let's right. reboot it. So that's kind of how we look at things from our perspective. Right. So it's very similar to like help desk thinking, is your computer on? Is it plugged in? <laughs> Exactly. Let's look exactly. at let's look at the basics and see where things are broken. So, with you having actually owned businesses and now you're helping these um, attorneys with getting trained and understanding systems, have you identified places where people often get stuck when when they're onboarding? And how did you work through that? Yeah. So the biggest challenge these is again going back to you know technology and changes. Most court systems across the our nation are now going into what is a um, e-filing, so everything is done okay. online. I'll tell you the biggest challenges is have been getting attorneys up to speed with technology and learning how to file things. Okay. So there's, you know, that's the biggest challenge. Um, and and again, because you have file size limits and things of that nature. All Honestly, right. The government and some of these places have not caught up to being able to allow you to to upload big files. So you have mm-hmm. to break them down and do multiple filings for the same case. So uh, that's kind of been the challenge. I guess it would be. Um, well, I'm glad that they have you to put their brain on it. So going back to the marketing side, you actually own an agency where you help these one and two person attorney shops to get their marketing uh, accomplished. Could you tell us more about how that works for your clients? Yeah, sure. So a typical process is, look, I, I offer I offer a one hour free consultation. I mm-hmm. come in, I sit down with them, and I go over their existing strategy, say, look, what have you tried? What's worked? What hasn't worked? And most I'll tell you, most businesses and law offices and people don't really understand marketing, and they find it complicated. And the main reason, <laughs> and the main so. challenge, <laughs> and, and here's why: because what they do is they look at their competitors, they look online, they look at other websites, they look at, they see articles about changing technology trends, mm-hmm. and they try to implement it and hope that their business takes off. But oh. that's not how businesses work. Hope business is not a marketing strategy, hope. right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hope is, you know, a completely separate thing outside. It has nothing to do. Hope shouldn't even be part of a marketing <laughs> vocabulary, actually. But so, yeah, so we go in there and we look at that. And then we, you know, we look at that and say, look, it's not that simple. You have to have a solid plan and mm-hmm. a solid process. And then we, you know, determine what their goals are. So obviously every law practice has you know, different goals. Some people want to do volume practice. I met a general, an attorney who said they were doing about $20,000 in Google AdWords. Mm-hmm. So they were doing a volume practice. So they were hiring people just to answer phones. Uh, but, okay. um, you know, some of these other attorneys that I work with, their specific goal is, hey, we want to do a niche and we're only going to deal with certain type of clientele. So, it's, again, you know, that's kind of where it comes down to your goals for your business. Exactly. So you come in and assess 
where they are and where they want to be, and then you help them implement strategies to get from the one place to the other that doesn't include just hope? That's correct. <laughs> hope, 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 is, hope is like looking, watching the Super Bowl and having the coin toss and hoping that it lands heads or tails, depending on which team you're on. Right. Well, and, that, and you make a good point with that, which is there is some where it, there will be a, twin, a coin toss, and you're going to have to plan for if this, then that. And right. uh, I have found that marketing strategies are not always linear. Sometimes it is a you know contingency plan. If it goes, if this, then we'll do it this way. And if that, then we'll do it this way. And it helps to have a, a solid budget to start up. But what is uh, one tip that you could leave people with for how to get started when hiring help? Okay, so when hiring help, you want to do a couple of things. One is you want to look at a person's track record. I think a track record is very important, meaning who is their client base? Are they the type of person that deals with your industry? Do they have experience in your industry? Or are they just somebody who's doing marketing across the board and they have to learn your industry and your business? So right. because of my background, you know, I was able to bring on some of these clients because of my paralegal certification mm-hmm. running a business and all of these different things. I think that's the key. And even if you want to outsource, so I'll give you another example. Okay. When um, you're hiring a company to build your website or do certain things, let's mm-hmm. say I'm a club promoter and I want to build flyers, and I find company A who does who does this type of creative work, mm-hmm. the question I'm going to ask, you're going to ask yourself is, do they have a track record in doing things that I need for my industry as in, building flyers for clubs and doing things. If right. the answer is no, then, then they don't fit into your mold. So you need to find somebody that does. I would agree with that. Absolutely. And I love niche marketing. I think that it's the way to go. I think it's the way that we're going in the future. And I think you're smart to be focusing on attorneys, especially with so much knowledge in the area. Tell people uh, where your website, where they can get a hold of you. Okay. So my website is www.ashaasha hyphen companies with an S mm-hmm. dot com. So it's www.ashacompanies.com. And the best way to get a hold of me is actually on my, on my phone, which is 703-688-2584. And my typical response time for returning calls and things of that nature is about two hours, um, two, to th- two to two and a half hours call back to at least get the process rolling. Wow, that's very responsive. Well, thank you so much for being here. I will make sure to link to you on the show notes. And for all our listeners, you're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Get your free goodies from our show at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned. I'll tell you my final thoughts on system and staffing when we get back from this break. As an entrepreneur, how does this sound to you? Learn how to make your marketing work for you without becoming a slave to your business, even if you don't have a big list. Does this sound like crazy talk? Because it doesn't have to be. This is how marketing is supposed to work. With a proven plan and systems that work, you can make your marketing a powerful, unstoppable force. Monica Miller of Monica Writes and Laura Pensatencio of Social Savvy Geek have combined their genius to bring you marketing that converts. 
simple, proven systems that can make the difference between scrambling to find your next client and a thriving business with sold-out events, wait lists for private coaching, and online program sales that used to be out of reach. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Looking for adult education classes, workshops, and seminars in Denver? Colorado Free University offers a wide array of adult education classes in the Denver metro area. Their programs include Spanish lessons and classes and other foreign language classes, CompuSkills computer training classes, as well as arts and crafts classes, dance classes, writing classes, career and business classes and seminars, classes in personal growth and development, performing arts workshops, special events, and much more. They recognize that many of the folks who take classes at CFU are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. An area of focus in their programming is putting together a great selection of social media training and online marketing. These days, you can't do business without learning at least a little about using social media and other online marketing tools for your business. Get more information at freeu.com. That's freeu.com. That's free, the letter U, dot com. Now, back to the social savvy geek, Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about the importance of putting systems in place in your business. You need to know your processes and systems before you can hire any kind of help, but it's particularly important with this marketing and uh, VA type help because there's a lot of systems and structure that need to be accomplished by the person you're hiring. And again, it's just not fair to hire someone and then not tell them what they're what what, they're, what it is they're supposed to be doing. You need to get what is in your head out and put it down in a recorded system and process for the person you're asking to do the t- work to follow. And again, earlier in the show, I said, you get it all out and documented and you do that by either recording your screen and talking about what you're doing by taking screenshots of your screen and documenting what you're doing with annotations and maybe some notes. And then also by using project management software that reminds them which tasks they're supposed to be doing at any given point in time. If you have a business that's less on on the screen and you know recording the screen isn't going to work for you, then use an old-fashioned operations manual and write things down and print it out into a book. You can have a you know a binder, three-ring binder with paper in it. That's how we did it for the major corporations I worked for. It's a physical document. Or you can use an intranet with a wiki. It doesn't matter really how you communicate these things as long as it works for you and it works for your employee, but they need to have something they can refer back to. I mean... What if you're out? What if you're sick? Do they know what they're doing? They need to know what they need to do. And it's so much nicer when you have all this stuff done. So in answering these questions, ooh, I just lost my spot on my notes. I'm going to tell you about it. All right. (laughs) Explaining how you want things done. Uh, Do stay kind of on brand. Use Use your regular tone and make sure that you're letting people know you don't have to get corporate. If you're not a corporate business, like this is still you, it's still your business, but this stuff just needs to get done. So if you 
are listening to me and saying, I am having serious problems that even thinking about how to get this out of my head. Again, record what you're doing while you're doing it, but you might have someone come in who is a project manager who could ask you questions about what you're doing and help you record it. So if you try to do this on your own and you just can't do it, I'm sure there's someone out there who's thinking, oh yeah, I could totally help you with that. By the way, that person is not me. Um, <laughs> but if you need help finding a person, let us know. We can, we can get out there for you. So if your business is growing and we know that it will, then it's better to line out your systems as soon as possible. You don't want to wait until you are like ill and trying to explain this to someone to get it done. You'll find ways to save yourself some time. Um, and pushing back the immediate person you need to hire is not, is not a good thing to do. You, it's better to have someone right before you need them than to wait until you absolutely needed them last week and try to get them. So you may find that things are just not getting done the way that you want. And I've, I've experienced that. I hired someone, as I say, I trained them, I did the video thing, and then they weren't watching it. And they're like, well, I don't know how to log into that. So make sure that the systems and processes that you're setting up are actually accessible, that they're getting used. And the idea here is not to make more work for yourself on an ongoing basis. So once you record these systems and processes one time, you'll have them to use again and again for the next person or five people. And then as things change, as systems update, you can go in and adjust that piece, re-record that part, uh, and, and then just keep moving along. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about success with systems and staffing. It is question and answer time, and this is just my favorite thing to answer questions on the fly. So the first question is, how do you find a project manager or virtual assistant? Well, that's a good question. If you're here locally in Denver, I would say you call Abby Harrison at Assist for the Win and she'll get you handled. Um, if you are outside of Denver, then you can Google project manager or virtual assistant. You can look at places like Upwork and there's you know places online you can look at that. I would say ask your peers. Often you'll find that someone who does the same thing that you do has a virtual assistant that they're using part-time. If they don't have expands to make that person full-time, they may know if they have, you know, five or 10 hours a week where you could share a person. I share a virtual assistant sometimes with other businesses and it's wonderful. And in that case, sometimes they even have some systems and processes they already know how to use where they can help you kind of tweak and improve your own stuff. And that is just, when that happens, it's a blessing. So ask people you know, go into your peer groups on Facebook and ask there, who are you using? Do you have any recommendations? Ask for referrals. Um, and if all of that fails, then go to Google and look at Upwork and make sure you vet people appropriately. Okay, I'm gearing up to find a VA soon. Where should I begin to document my processes and systems? Where should you start? I would say the the... Urgency is based on the importance of the activity. So making sure that your calendar is handled is a number one priority because if people can't get a hold of you and they can't talk to you, then business kind of stalls out. So I would say make sure that you have your onboarding systems documented first. When people need to get a hold of you and they're looking to work with you, how do they do that? So make sure you've got that handled. And also, you don't want to forget about the people who are already working with you. These are your valued customers. You want to make sure that your clients who are already working with you, you have a system in place to make sure that they can get in touch with you, 
that they get um, all their projects handled on time. And so I would say also make sure that those systems are documented. And then third would be the outgoing, out, out, outwardly facing stuff marketing. I don't think that marketing is your necessarily number one thing if you can't handle the people coming in, but it's definitely your number three thing. <laughs> so if you have a system in place to get people into your business and you know what you're going to do with them once they get there, then you can document your processes on how you're using Facebook or what are you doing for your ads or, you know, that, that kind of system and resource. So that's what I would say. I need help in so many areas. How do I know which area is the most important so I can hire effectively? There's kind of two angles on that. And one is what is broken because you need to fix it. And the other is what is the thing that you love that is your genius because you don't want to outsource that piece. So if something is not working, then you'll know that you need support in that area. For example, I recognized when I was first starting out that my receipts were piling up and I was like, ooh, I need a bookkeeper. And just look around and see what's not getting done and start with those things. The next question, oh, it's the last question. How often do you need to communicate to, to your VA or project manager and who sets up how often you meet? All right, so this is your business and you're the boss. So you decide how often you meet. And it will really depend on what level of projects you're working on and how complex they are. If you've got a fairly simple uh, set of repeating tasks, then monthly could do. I wouldn't meet any less than that. That seems like that would be a little weird. Uh, if you have a launch and you're in the middle of one of these 90-day launches that we're talking about, I would definitely say uh, at least weekly. And then during uh, the cart open or cart close or during the event, that's probably going to be a daily meeting. And again, it depends on your business. I don't know how complicated or uncomplicated your stuff is, but in my business, that's how I would do it. Um, and then how often you communicate to your VA or project manager. So communication needs to be often more than we think that it is. I have found myself being guilty of under communicating because I, I have this idea in my head that communication has already happened, but it hasn't. So I would say when you think you're communicating enough, uh, do it a little more and then also make sure that what you're doing is effective and not interfering with actually getting work done. You do want to set boundaries. So I'll give you like a little uh, work example of what this could look like. I have right now virtual assistants who are helping me on projects and we meet on Mondays and we talk. And then throughout the week, if they run into an issue, they send me an email and I get to that within the day. If it's something that they're waiting on and they can't move forward without input from me, then they'll shoot me a text message and say, I, I'm stuck. I need you to unstick me. And then uh, we'll hop on a real quick phone call. And then we also have a kind of a wrap up check in at the end of the week on Friday. So we know where we're going. We know what we're doing. We meet at the beginning of the week and the end of the week. And that's working well for us. So I would recommend you try something like that. And then if you find out that it's too much communication, scale it back. If it's not enough, then increase it. This is all based on your business. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pence-Tencio. Listen to past episodes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. We're talking about how to set yourself up for success with systems and staffing. 
It's announcements. We have upcoming workshop at Office Evolution in Southlands. I am running a marketing success workshop series. It's on Wednesdays from 1 to 4 in the training room at my office location. And we go over there, the fundamental things that I talk about on this show, the primary difference being I tell you how to do it and make sure that you're getting the work done. So we go really in depth on this stuff. So if you're listening and you're in Denver and you say, ah, I wish someone would help me with what you're talking about. Well, then come on in. Uh, I will have online event coming up soon with Monica Miller from Monica Writes. We'll be launching Marketing That Converts. I think we've got about another 60 days, but you're going to see one of these launches in action because we're, we're on it. And the next time that we speak, we will be talking about your calendar and planning. No, that's shocking. I never talk about calendars and planning, <laughs> but that's my favorite thing. So be ready for an excited Laura, because when I talk about that, I get all lit up and um, I have a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy it as well. I have a question for you and you can answer me on your favorite social channel. Have you used a VA before and how did it go? Now, I've said this before. You don't have to spill all your beans. Just I used one. It went well. I haven't used one. I'd like to. And then make sure that you hop into the Social Savvy Geek Show Insiders Club on Facebook. You go to the Social Savvy Geek Show page and there's a button right there that says visit group. Once you click it, you click on join group and then I'll let you in. And it was brought to my attention by a local networking group here in South Shore, uh, the Buns Group, my friends there, that when I say that I'm protecting you from the purses and the sunglasses, that they did not know what I was talking about. And what I mean by that is there are spammers who will hop into groups and post nothing but pictures of sunglasses and purses, and they'll try to get you to buy said things. And for the love of me, I cannot fathom if anybody actually purchases from these advertisements, because why would you do that? Do not feed the trolls. Don't engage with the spammers. But when I say that it's a closed group to keep you safe from the purses and the sunglasses, that's what I'm talking about. I only want real human beings who have a real interest in growing their business and are going to be respectful of your time and your energy. That's who we want in the group. So if you are hopping in there with the intent to sell something immediately, then just don't. But most of you have legitimate questions about these topics and you want to know how could I apply this information to my business and you want to ask me and my peers and other smart people. So hop in there and get your questions answered. That's what the group is for. It's still new. It's still small. I'm not advertising it because I want it to be uh, organic. I want my listeners from my podcast and my radio show in there. I'm not trying to advertise it. I may at some point in the future, but for now, that is not the plan. So if you get in there and ask your question, you are going to get an answer from me from Pierce. So hop on in there and join us. Thank you for joining me today on the Social Savvy Geek Show. I appreciate you. Until the next time, join our conversation online. Savvy? <laughs>